Today, from the print industry, we bring you a collaboration. Today's podcast is recorded between Texintel and Key Point Intelligence. Hello, good afternoon. Um, I'm Deborah McKeegan. I'm a digital textile expert and I'm the CEO of a company based in the UK called Texintel. I'm also the textile ambassador for Vespa Global Expo um, and I've been in the print industry all of my life. And I'm Ron Gilboa. I'm joining uh, Debbie today. Uh, I'm the group director for the production team at Keypoint Intelligence. Uh, we've been tracking textile printing for many, many years now, both in uh, textiles for wide format printing as well as fashion and decor. Uh, and we're also the contributors for the FESPA census. And I think today uh, Debbie and I are going to take a look together on some of the trends and innovations we've seen now that we just you know, came back from FESPA uh, and looked at uh, what was on display there, uh, we would like to share some of those observations with you today. So Debbie, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about some of the uh, initiatives you've been leading at FESPA and we'll take it from there. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, with alongside the FESPA team, we had um, two great exhibits this year. The first one being in the entrance to the exhibition, which was the Printerius exhibition, which really um, was to to deliver an inspiring entrance to the show that showed how digital technologies are unlocking the interior marketplace from both a res- from the residential end all the way through to the contract end. And the, the second showcase that we brought to the audience was um, Printmate Wear, which was its, was its second outing actually, and it was a micro factory that we built in a couple of days. Um, and just looking looking back on what we built, it's quite interesting how much has changed just within one year as regards automation and software. Absolutely, and I think that you know, uh, besides the technology and innovation that you'll hear in a few minutes about, uh, it was also a very good practical use to the interior area where this year was internal uh, and inside the building as well as outside the building with bean bags and people were you know slouching around and having fun uh, getting some respite from the you know the bustle of the show resting uh, their feet yeah absolutely <laughs> uh, but I think that what these uh, ultimately uh, point to is that there is a whole sea of change that's happening uh, through the innovation in technology, particularly in uh, digital textile printing and what goes around that, because ultimately it t- it touches all of our lives. Those were not just applications that were hanging on a wall to show some nice fabric. Uh, those are real day-to-day use of things that we uh, have in our homes, in our offices, and everywhere else. And digital printing technology has been one of the anchor point that is evolving uh, textile production or fabric production uh, for you know the, the past few years. And Debbie, how do you look at that, and how do you see these starting to kind of you know change the way designers work, uh, people that you know imagine those things and get them out to become something that we as consumers all ultimately use. I think it's interesting because I think within Printerius, one of the first points is actually the contract furniture marketplace where all of the designers and the interior designers are looking for a USP. They're looking to create something unique, something that's tangible that they can protect and sell on to their clients. And of course, digital just unlocks so much creativity. Um, And I think the industry from the entry level with the machines that are now available 
has unlocked that space because you can print incredibly low metrages and also interestingly now have access to the substrates, the substrates that you need to service those marketplaces because you're talking about Martindale, rough fastnesses, fire retardant properties, all of those things that you have to have for contract interiors um, and we represented all of those within that interiors showcase as well as lots of residential substrates as well and i think that's that's actually the secret to the success of the future of digital is access to the substrates that people need to service the marketplaces in the volumes that they need them so whilst we've got you know huge super fast print machines now that re require millions of meters a year to to keep them going at the other end of the scale you've got a huge innovation in the entry level machinery and the prices they're falling as well so so you have interior designers that can and designers and creatives that can set up a little garage store basically they can start in the garage they can start right at the very beginning and build their businesses Absolutely. And I think that if I'm going to kind of take it down to the technology side, uh, there are two fundamental technologies that have been really uh, uh, on one side continued the revolution and the other side really rapidly evolving. Uh, on one side, we have sublimation printing that has been a mainstay for, mainstay for many, many uh, segments for years through transfer and now through direct printing on the fabrics that give us really nice, rich types of uh, output on synthetics uh, that requires uh, fundamentally uh, simple sets of tools that can work and operate in an office environment. They don't require big factories with uh, with water and steaming and washing and things of that nature. And on the other side, the next uh, type of printing uh, for natural fibers as well as synthetic that has been uh, dramatically evolving uh, is the ability to print with pigment inks. Uh, pigment, pigment inks are unique uh, in a sense that they lay on top of the fabric uh, and typically they have been used for you know printerious types of applications, uh, upholstery, curtains, uh, linens, but in the past few years the quality, the vibrancy of the uh, pigments, as well as their permanency, has improved to the point that these two sets of inks, sublimation and pigment, uh, that require no unique uh, fixation technology such as steam as wash and washing, as we said before, uh, can now operate in office-style environment and bring uh, output from very, very small and uh, uh, you know, s slower speed type of devices into the community of designers and creators and other types of people that would like to engage in that, whether they do it themselves or they go to uh, new companies that are now emerging as a cottage industry where they will produce those on demand for you with very, very low meterage. Absolutely, yeah, you're talking to get about that side of the industry starting to become kind of a little plug and play in that you literally kind of just rock up with that printer and you plug it in and, you know, the dye subs can print and eventually the pigments will too. But the, the big key fact there with the pigment is that once they unlock the cost of the inks, etc. in the pigment, um, pigment has always been the preferred ink set of the interior portfolio. And basically two, two main core reasons for that. One of them is the light fast pigment inks are, are superior to reactives. They last longer in daylight and interiors, many of which are used for drapes and upholsteries. Um, and that's, that's, that's a very, very key, key point. And then on the dye sublimation side, that's because the substrates that that interior marketplace demand 
have to have high high robustness and uh, very target properties. So it's um it's yeah it's a really cool time actually. You're going to see so much creativity entering into our marketplace. It's a now, good space. Now, Debbie, you 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 know we've talked about this term uh, several times. You you noted uh, on the lead up to to our meeting today that this is democratizing design. Uh, you're coming in from the design uh, community. How does this help designers kind of, you know, grow and create? I think there's two ways. One is it gives them access to um, to fulfill their own creativity through the bureaus and through, you know, we're moving away from um, meter square kind of bureaus to specialist bureaus, almost hubs that service different sides of the industry. So you've got the hub that prints the pigment for the craft industry, and then you're moving away, moving towards people who are specializing in contract printing, who are stocking those fire-retardant fabrics and those fire-retardant wallpapers as well, so they can deliver a whole suite for an interior from one source. Because the, the worst thing for a designer, which obviously I have experience of having had to, to balance that for many, many years, was there is there is no, there's always more than one fabric in an interior scheme. So if you're and if you're taking that on, you're gonna have to get the wallpaper, you have to get the cushions, you might have to get the sofa and a drape. And the the colours have to match. Now if you're gonna have to try and source that digitally through five different manufacturers, you're gonna give yourself a bit of a headache. So I think that's the key point that um, you're gonna have more specialists niche specialists in the digital field and you know one of the other element that I saw when we went to the makers pavilion uh, was the whole design aspect and typically yeah. uh, interiors whether wall coverings or fabrics for many many years ha have been created using uh, what in the textile world called colorways what we call in the graphic arts spot colors and now we're moving into this world where all of the colors and the rainbow of possibilities are all encompassed in the four or seven inks used in digital printers whether it's CMYK or extended gamut or uh, light cyan, light magenta colors are used sometimes to do uh, very fine details. Uh, how does this transition uh, impact designers? Is, this, is there a difficulty to move with the way they used to work uh, into this world, or is it easier in this world? Um, it allows them to, to have their own clients uh, where they never could before. If you were to go back 15, 20 years, the interior designers, you walk into an interior design store and you'd be hit with, looks like a library, doesn't it? Thousands of pattern books um, and companies having to produce those pattern books. And people would choose the fabrics from that selection. That's all that they had. But now what anybody can do is just pull that whole scheme together and it's totally bespoke and totally to the client's specification. And that's that's incredible creativity. Understood. And, you know, the other element that we've seen on the kind of back end of that, uh, maybe not so much in the decor side, maybe more so in the fashion side, is typically when fabric uh, is being printed, there is a pattern, and then we just repeat a pattern, and then it goes to cutting and sewing. Uh, mm -hmm. Cutting and sewing is, is a... Is a uh, complex operation, but we have seen uh, roaming around FESPA and seeing some of the examples in the printeriors area and also in the makers pavilion uh, that not only the pattern of the fabric is printed out, but also the cutting pattern that will ultimately end up making the garment or the uh, uh, yeah. piece of upholstery that we go, we're going to put onto a product. Does this change the way, uh, you know, the whole if you will, manufacturing process? It's progresses. huge. 
it's absolutely huge. I think it's one of the biggest pieces of um, cute automation I've seen for ages. And that's my opening statement, really. This time last year, that wasn't there. It was kind of, it was obviously in research and development, but it wasn't out there in the open marketplace. And the ability now to take your marker, basically, within your um, graded patterns and be able to put into that marker the, the printed design artwork at the right scale, at the right size, and have multiple different patterns in a one meter or a 10 meter piece is an incredible innovation and is so much more sustainable. It saves 15% of everything on the um, cutting table gets to, goes to the floor. So if you just imagine that you are now no longer printing that white, you've got two great savings. A, you're saving 15% of your ink to start off with. And also the fabric that's hitting the floor is ultimately much more recyclable because it's not contaminated with ink. Absolutely. And then... Yeah. How do you see us going from that point onward? Uh, you know, I've seen, uh, you know, innovations around, you know, automatic cutting and sewing. Uh, we've seen uh, companies uh, in the U.S. such as uh, Software uh, with a W um, that are kind of getting into robotic sewing. Uh, where do you see that type of technology going? Because I think most uh, sewing today is still done by humans. Yeah, I think it will be for a considerable amount of time for the next 10 years, at least I would think, I think for simple products. So if you, and also for, so for hard, hard, stronger GSM fabrics as well. So I think perhaps one of the first places you're going to see that kind of automation is going to be in the denim industry and also t-shirts perhaps too, because the, the style is so much simpler to sew. You're not talking French seams, all of those things. You don't need the same amount of machinery, totally different hemming. So I think that's where you'll start to see it primarily with, um, products that aren't necessarily customized, but the simple simple shapes will come through. You know, jeans come in five sizes. The shape of a jean hasn't really changed that much, has it? It's been fine-tuned, <laughs> but it's not really changed that much yeah. for centuries since the cowboys started wearing them. So, um, yeah. yeah, I kind of think that's, that, that's where you'll see this technology hit first. And then the minute you've got that, you've literally got pop-up stores wherever you want them. Right. So, so if we're thinking, you know, uh, now that we're back from FESPA and we're thinking of the audiences that come to FESPA, there yeah. could be designers and we just had a, uh, a good conversation how they can start kind of doing some things themselves. But in certain cases, they may want to use, uh, you know, other suppliers. And the typical audiences that visit FESPA on one side may be, you know, sign graphics display companies that may have some experience with sublimation printing and some with pigment printing uh, and there's also uh, you know fabric manufacturers that kind of roam the corridors of the show looking for new technology uh, if I'm a you know sign display manufacturer that's kind of thinking that well I know how to print with sublimation I know how to print with pigments maybe I can take those core skills and now I can start looking at decor application and possibly maybe sports apparel uh, what is the best advice you can give me uh, if I'm thinking uh, in moving in that direction? Because uh, obviously, you know, making signs and making uh, a full street maybe technically are similar, but the markets are different. Uh, what are the kind of things I need to consider if I want to move in that direction to expand my business? I think you're totally right. The markets are completely different, but without question, there are huge opportunities within the um, printed interior and the fashion space. And I think for somebody who's moving, somebody who knows is in the dice of world, 
then really it becomes about substrates, doesn't it? It's about different different shapes, different substrates, um, and it is very much still about metrage. So I think, you know, it's about, if for advice for those sorts of people, it's, it's to look into the technologies, look into the substrates and attend the shows. But don't just attend the print shows, go to Premier Vision, go to Maison, go to the interior shows, go to High Textile, actually infuse those, those sectors into your consciousness and get a greater understanding. And then also go to the stores, go to the stores themselves and look at how the big players are already switching and changing those marketplaces, how quickly, everybody talks about Inditex, we need somebody new to talk about, but they are such a, a brilliant a brilliant demonstration of how yeah. swiftly they're turning print, they're turning print collections every two weeks. And I think it, that has to continue to be facilitated for the rest of the marketplace. They're leading the rest of the marketplace. Yeah, and Inditex is uh, obviously a massive conglomerate with many, many yeah. brands. Uh, but if I'm, you know, a small uh, shop that's local, I can engage with, you know, local designers and local craftspeople, uh, but fundamentally, I need to understand the world of decor and yeah. uh, and the world of fashion, because decor and fashion are not science display graphics, and in many, many cases, what we've seen with those innovators that have looked to create those kind of opportunity for themselves is they actually created a separate company with a separate brand in order to move into those new uh, emerging areas such that they don't conflate their graphic arts business with their decor or fashion business uh, and then they have their strategy for each one of those in order to grow into those spaces even though some of the technologies used may be similar. Yeah, that's right. And you've got to find a niche within those marketplaces where digital slots in and the margins are correct. Right. So important that you do that right from the very beginning. So we talked a little bit uh, you know, on the technology and uh, the need for the right uh, uh, fabrics uh, and the opportunities those all bring together. But there is one item that I wanted to, you know, kind of chat with you. And that is something that I think, you know, could be challenging and but could be resolved fairly easily with the right strategy is the process of accepting jobs in processing them managing them uh, if you will managing the influx of items coming in and how do we then in a timely manner deliver them to our customers in a in, a, in an efficient way and I think you know workflow and uh, processing uh, work coming in from customers uh, is another area of automation that we covered uh, uh, in the uh, Makers Pavilion in uh, at FESPA. How important is for you know either smaller producers or mid-sized producers to have the right set of tools to onboard job to process them in a way that the customer's expectations are met and their timely delivery is not hindered. Uh, how is that important as compared to also having the right print technology? It's totally critical. They're both absolutely critical. At the end of the day, what we're looking to move towards is high-speed manufacturing, um, which, if you don't get it right, is high-speed waste. So you have to remove the human error wherever you can. And um, so often, those are at the beginning of the those are at the beginning of the process, um, and it's quite often due to customer expectation too. So you have to automate right from the very beginning. 
um, and the DNA of the order and the product has to follow through automatically right to the very end of the process, all the way through to labeling and packaging at the other end. It really is so key. So if we're kind of to close with, you know, uh a key message to people to just listen to us with respect to the opportunity and um, I, I think also the excitement around those things. What, what kind of message do we want to leave them with? I think wherever you are in your business journey, there is a digital solution for you. I think um, the marketplace is equally geared to the entrepreneur as it is to the high volume production textile printer at the other end who now has to switch their technologies so that they can be fast enough to react to what their consumers need. Um, you're going to see digital disruption throughout all areas of textiles and all of the um, derivatives without question. Um, but the industry is, is geared up and it's listening to everybody. Excellent. Debbie, this has been a wonderful opportunity to, you know, help people, you know, figure out that they can dream big and they can succeed. However, they need to be grounded in yeah. the technical reality and the tools that they have in front of them uh, as they move on to kind of plan their strategy going forward. Uh, thank you so much and thank you everyone for joining us in this podcast. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for asking. Speak soon. Take care.